You kind of look like Mrs. Hannigan, but like hot. Thank you so much. I just felt like this coat was something you would appreciate. And by appreciate, I mean no, maybe I, maybe hate a little no, bit. No, I love, love it. Lily will hate it, but I love it. <laughs> I literally even told I told uh, Melissa before I started filming, she's like, I like your outfit. I was like, well, I knew I was going to be supported in my outfit. I because was going to say you need this in every color. Not only are you here and you support all good and bad fashion choices of mine. Um, but Melissa also doesn't judge me. And I could never wear it on Lily because she'd be like, are you painting a goddamn house? You could. I could. Multitasking it's, it's queen. I'm ready. I'll start. I'm sorry. I mean, I was just going to include this. Great. Perfect. <laughs> Let's chat. do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Here today is Internet's Pure Sunshine, Ugh. Jocelyn Davis. Oh, Megan Rinks. It's... You're not hyphenating your last name, are you? I just no. realized that because oh I was like, gosh. you're I keep you're forgetting married. about it. Oh, yeah. well, I am going to legally change my last name. Yeah, and then have your like professional business name. But I'm not – publicly, it's just been too much work to even yeah. get to this place that if I change my name, I feel like it would just all mm-hmm. go away. No, even Kim Kardashian, she threw West on the end. Exactly, and I, I don't think I'm going to do that for – my career, it's just too complicated. Yeah. Although I do like Chris's last name, Reese. Yeah, it's cute. It means laugh. It means oh. laugh in Italian. Oh. So like how cute is that? That's so right? cute. He's Italian? Reese. Yes. Oh my gosh. That makes sense to me. So Italian. That makes sense. Um, I just want to say on the record, I am so glad that justice is being served. We don't know. For allegedly, potentially, for the Megan Rinks. Channel vlog number channel. two, the vlog channel, because um, that is like really when I got to know you I is know. when that channel took off and you were such a pure inspiration to the world to be pure. like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> depends on your interpretation to, to, to break your face. But here's the thing. I am totally cool with people like getting surgeries, doing injections. I love Botox. Oh, a big fan. I just got my eyebrows laminated yesterday. <laughs> what I don't like is when people straight up lie about it and you are the one to rip the band-aid off of yeah. that. I feel like we owe you. You are the reason. Thank you. For that pure honesty. So, so, so much. It's true. It's also wild because I've never gotten any shit for getting my nose done. Like I've never gotten any shit for like getting any work done, but like, get, yeah, like getting my nose done. Cause I was like, um, I literally built it up. Like I, I kept telling everybody like before the videos, cause I, I didn't know either of you when that was happening, but it was like countdown till my big announcement. Every goes, Oh my God, what is she doing? And then I was like, I'm getting a nose job. And everybody was like, okay. Right. Guys, this is Don't Blame Me. It's an advice podcast. And if you want to give us a call for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. This is your third? This is my third appearance on this show. And I love this show. I, I, I You're already good. We don't even need to like, there, I have no qualms. Oh, big word. Ooh. A babe with a big word. Yeah. Did you go to college first no, semester? No, I did not. Oh, I did. I did. Thank <laughs> you so she much. Did that. Mm-hmm. Give me the credit. Technically, I went for three, three quarters. I went for four quarters. Ooh. I went for a dollar. <laughs> I went for a whole dollar. And then I left. Um, but uh, should we hop into the calls? Yes. Hi, Megan, Melissa, and potential guests. I need advice on how to deal with my boyfriend, sister, and mother who essentially hate me. I'm 24, my boyfriend is 28, my boyfriend has a four-year-old son whose mother is out of the picture. We've been dating for about a year and a half now and been living together for five months. My boyfriend and his family are super close and protective of one another, which I initially adored, but now it's going to be a really big problem. From what I know, they don't like me because they feel like I'm not going to stick around and instead eventually leave. 
they've made it clear they don't want to spend time with me or get to know me. And I think they think that I'm no good for my boyfriend and his son. A few months ago, my boyfriend's son asked if I was his mother. Me and my boyfriend talked it over and decided that because I almost essentially am, um, it, we were both okay with it and explained that I was to him the best we could, that I wasn't his biological mom, but he could call me that if he wanted to. So he has been for the past few months. Last week, he went to my boyfriend's mother's house for family dinner, and it was actually really nice. But after eating, when everyone was just hanging out, my boyfriend's son was tired, and he like said something like, Mommy, I'm sleepy. The room got like so tense because no one besides myself and my boyfriend had ever heard me call him. Sorry, had ever heard him call me that. But when I went to put him to bed upstairs, I heard everyone shouting and arguing and saying really hurtful things. Um, when I got back downstairs, his mother even asked me if I told him to call me that. After that, my boyfriend was like done. He was angry and upset, and we left or started to leave. But when they were, we were leaving, they were, everyone was yelling and fighting, and it was bad. And I was crying, and my boyfriend's son was crying, and it was just bad. <laughs> we haven't really talked about it since. Um, yeah. I take care of my boyfriend's son. I think it's him. It's my own already. And I've, I've never thought of leaving them. Like, my boyfriend is so close and loyal to his family, and I don't want to be the cause of screwing it up, but I also don't want to lose him. I know he loves me, and he's trying to defend me, but I think it's hard for him to stand up to his mother and his sister. He's the most amazing man I've ever met, and we've had the marriage talk. We know we want a future together. And I just don't know how to explain to him and his family that I plan to be here for good. Thank you so much, and any advice helps. Uh, wow, that's a lot. Wow, I think I, for the first time, I see both sides. I really see both sides. Because, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, to be honest, maybe I see one side more than the other. But I don't agree with, I see, you know, I agree with bits and parts. Because I think the thing is, is a year and a half in, I think it is, yeah, I don't think calling – I think that is, like, a lot for a kid, and I think that is every reason – that his parents have every reason to think that this is not uh, potentially long-term because a year and a half is not long. It's so no, not. I mean, I totally agree. I literally dated Chris for, like, four years before we were, like, so – Yeah. Is this, that works for me. I do know other people who are typically significantly older, yeah. I would say, like, in their 30s, and they've just, like, been there, done that, and they're like, we've been dating for a year. Like, what the hell? Let's just yeah. get married. Here's my opinion. I actually feel kind of bad for this girl yeah. because I don't think this situation is actually really completely about her. I think no, she's I don't, just, yeah. like, caught in the middle of a bunch of drama that, like, I always say FTS – Filter that shh, you know, mm -hmm. I don't even know. Can I say that word? Oh, yeah. Filter that shit, okay? Filter <laughs> that shit for me. Like, you know, I think family dynamics are so challenging and can play such a big role in a relationship. Yeah. Like, I'll deal with my family. You deal with your family. But, like, let's filter it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think it's so complicated because there is a kid involved. And kids are so smart. Yeah. And they totally can catch on to what's going on. So I think... That's, like, really the piece of it where, like, it's more heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but a year and a half is super quick. And to me, unless it's going to be, like, I'm officially, like, adopting you as my That's child. That's what I think, too. It's just so scary. Like, what if it doesn't work out? Like, yeah. I mean, I hate saying that, and hopefully it does. But, like, what if it doesn't? You well, know? And, and that's the part that, like, 
I think the person who I think is at fault here is in all cases is your boyfriend. Like I think even introducing a son in, I'm sure he definitely needs help. And like you need, like you want a, you want a partner when you're parenting. And I'm sure for him feeling like I I don't want my kid to miss out on having a mom and like feeling that obligation of being like, wow, I feel so bad that my kid's mom is not in the picture. And like, I, I want them to have a mother figure. And but, for him, dating is like a package deal. You get both of them. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, is I, I think, I don't even think you probably should have met the kid until you guys were probably dating for like, I would honestly probably say like maybe like a year. Like I think he should have protected his kid, that relationship and making sure all of that. And then also I think that would protect you from his family as well, because I think like there's, he's their son. So the parents are going to go in and I don't think they're going to be like looking at judgmental of him. I think they're going to be like, who is this girl coming in and playing house? When in reality, I think your boyfriend is the one who's like, here, come play house. Also, my question is like, why are they so turned off by her? Mm -hmm. Like why? I feel like either he's dated other people in the past who have dropped the ball that have set the tone for the situation, or there's like something we don't know that has happened maybe a long time ago that maybe she should have been forgiven for or whatever. But it just seems as though there's like, there's gotta be something more to the situation or the parents and everybody's just super involved in, in the kid's life, yeah, which I totally look, get. And to me, it sounds like they're looking out for the kid because they're afraid that their son is not looking out for the kid in a bigger picture way. Because I think, yeah, in a day-to-day, you would love your kid to be able to have you as a father and then have you, you the girlfriend, as like a mother figure. But I think that the parents are thinking about it in long term. And they're probably thinking about the fact that like – Maybe he hasn't had a great picker with girls and maybe like he's and the fact you're 24 and the idea that like you're going to suddenly be a a mom and you'd be in a different, totally different place at your life than all these other people. I just think that like moving in together after a year, I think is already kind of fast. And then I think for me, too, I mean, I think like even when I was single and I was like older, whatever that means at this point in time. (laughs) um, But I was like, oh, I'm totally willing to like date guys who have been divorced for sure. But for me personally, and it was something I thought about at my age in my like late twenties, early thirties, I wasn't ready to be like a stepmom. And I knew that for a fact um, because like, I just like know how, how hard that's been for some of my friends who have had to go through those situations. I knew I wasn't ready for it. And like, if I, if I had been, what I probably would have done would have been like waited until like I don't I don't know like we were engaged or something yeah. to move in to where it was like that sense of solidarity for the kid I don't know it's so complicated because well, I've never been through this and to me it seems like what the parents are worried about and to be fair what I'm worried about is that he doesn't really have a sense of that like worry and those boundaries I don't think that he's really thinking this through and it's put you in a bad position. And then also it is like the the strain with his relationship with his family. And I don't know, we don't know the mom of the child's not in the life anymore, which makes me assume that they are still a lot, like they're still a, like a, around, around. alive. And I'm sure as the parents, they were like, I'm sorry, you, <laughs> you and your ex or whatever, 
you go like you guys had a kid together. She walked away and left this kid, and you're gonna bring another girl into your life within a year and a half, introduce to the kid's life again. And that they have every chance of like, there's like a, not a 50 50 chance, but like history has shown that that happened before. And I think they're trying to look out for the kid and him more than that is. And I, yeah. And I just think like calling mom and all of that stuff, I think is just complicated. And it is, it's crazy though. The hard thing is, is like all of this has already happened. I know. And the kid is already experiencing like having a mom and you know, all of this stuff. So like, what does she do now? Like, what do they do now? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think do they like just get married if that's what they want. Only if that's what they want to do. To be honest, I was going to say, do. I was like, that's the thing. Like if that's like, if that's where your relationship's at and all like, I just think that they're definitely, you're right. I don't necessarily even know where to go from here. I think I would just try and see it from their perspective and have a conversation without your boyfriend with his parents and be like, I want to hear all of your grievances. I want to hear all of this. I think I, I know that I love him and I love his kid and I I don't want to say I was like caught up in all of that, but now that I'm taking a step back, I can realize why it might feel like this felt so fast or it feels like triggering in a repeated history. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear everything that you have to say. And I want us to be able to have an open communication so you can talk to me about it because that's the other part. Like if you're going to come in and this kid is going to call you mom, you're going to get criticized and critique like they are your own parents. They're, you are not protected as like, oh, be nice to my girlfriend because you don't have that mm-hmm. anymore because now you also have a responsibility for this kid. And that's like, that's their grandchild. So they're, they can, they're going to go in on you. And I think you just have to have that open conversation with them and then figure out what their boundaries are of their comfortability. And then your man needs yeah. to filter things. He needs to like step it up. I don't know yeah. what's going on here with that, but like. And therapy, I would also Oh say. my gosh, I was just. <laughs> I'm also mostly recommending therapy for your boyfriend, but. Uh, and like family therapy. Yeah. It could be super helpful to have a mediator there for this yeah. conversation. I think that's a good call. I th- Oh, yes. Because Genius. I think that, that will also help. Um, like if you do like a marriage and family therapist, I think that'll also help in making uh, sure that you guys are making and communicating with each other as you go through these choices of raising this kid without you guys actually being married Mm -hmm. or you being the biological mother. Um, I think that could also open some new insight, you know, and like in a psychological way. I love that. I think that's the answer. Yeah. We don't have the answer. And also you you tell, you tell like his parents, like, you know, we started going to go see a family counselor to figure that stuff out. That is like, okay, that is serious. That's like a grown up step. I love that. Yeah. Should we go on to the next one? On to the next Hello. Uh, this is like my fourth time calling in trying to get all the words right. I have a lot of anxiety, so it's kind of hard to like say um, without like messing up. So I apologize again. But so I'm 24 years old. I've had friends since my sophomore year of high school, and I just need some advice on if she's a toxic friend or not, it feels like she is. And it's honestly getting to the point where I don't really want to continue friendship with her, but because we've been friends for so long and because I love her family so much, it's kind of hard to like let her go. Um, her son's birthday was back in December and I had let her know a month prior that I would be leaving early for a prior engagement that I had put my RSVP in for. 
and she had a problem with it before it even happened, but then I let her know, like, I'll be there the night before, and I'll be there almost the whole day with for it and all that, you know, to help her out and make sure I'm there for him and her. And so the day, the night before, I had worked all day and then drove an hour and a half away to get to her so that I could help her set up with everything. And then I stayed up until 5 in the morning with her after being awake for almost 24 hours. And then the next day, we woke up like three hours later, and we had to set up a whole party. And I stayed with her until about 5 p.m., almost 5.30, actually, and then went to my event. And she had messaged me afterwards saying that I made her feel like a second a second option and uh, was treating her and her son like crap. And, um, yeah, I was there to set up, but I shouldn't have left. Why? How dare I leave in the middle of the party, blah, 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 blah. And, and that was just one event. Then she decided to argue with me and take on a situation with, um, my best friend and his wife and made it out to be that like me and him shouldn't be friends, even though me and him have been friends for, for years and, you know, we're close and it was just a very toxic kind of situation. And it bothered me a lot, honestly, just from that whole birthday party situation, that was just it for me. So every time she talks to me, I kind of get bothered. So I don't really know what to do. We've been friends for so long. Her son is a very important person in my life. And, you know, I just care about them so much that it's hard to just let her go. And I don't really know how to go about it because it's, just, it's a weird situation. If you can help me, I'd really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Oh wow. So, Megan, would you say this is a toxic friendship? Uh, 100%. <laughs> Literally, if you're asking, is my friendship toxic? Basically, yeah. 100% of the time, the answer is yes. I do want to know, though, if this is one incident that left this really bad taste in your mouth or if there have been other indicators. Because I'm a, <laughs> I'm like a one and done kind of person. <laughs> like, I don't – I'm not like a multiple – uh, chances. Multiple offense. Friend. No, like I get that icky feeling. And then every time you like talk to me, I'm like, ugh, like, and I, I don't even want to power through it because I'm like, mm, I'm just going to come across as a bitch because like now I don't give a shit about you. Like I'm very, I write people off very quickly. Um, I feel so honored to be here. Oh my God, of course. I have, you know, I, you know me, I have a small group. I have such a small group that all of my friends know each other and all of my friends don't even live in California. Like everyone knows each other because I, yeah, I was like, well, um, but, but I think that's a good message for the caller too, is like your wolf pack does not need to be 85 people. No. And I also, you had mentioned something about your best friend and her bringing that up to me. It sounds like this sounds so look at me giving her the benefit of the doubt. It sounds like she's definitely going through something and it sounds like she's probably has some animosity towards your other friendships and she sees you as a best friend and she knows that you don't see her as a best friend and she's kind of lashing out. The thing about toxic friends though, which people don't tell you, um, most of the time toxic friends are the ones who walk away from you. You're not always the one who needs to cut them off. I, I don't think I've ever personally cut off a toxic friend I think I maybe excited from like one but I don't even think I really did I think they kind of did it to themselves but that's usually how it goes mm. it gets cut to be off a lot of people but it gets to be this ridiculous situation like she's doing to you right now where she's like bitching at you and it can and I've been in that situation so many times where it's like 
I literally did nothing. You are trying to gaslight me. Like you are the toxic person here and you're essentially accusing me of being a toxic person. And then my response has always been, I'm so sorry you feel that way. And then that's it. And then you don't hear from them again. And that's like, that's the part that I would say, like, and if they reach out to you, don't respond. I don't think you need to have this big breakup with her because right now she's laid all of that out there. And you just say, I am so sorry that you feel that way, which by the way, is not a real apology, which is why I'm saying that. But if you want to actually apologize to someone, don't say that, but say, I'm, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. And then that's it. And if she reaches back out, that's when you ghost her. But I don't think it's this, let's have this sit down, breakup conversation and talk because, and if she is going through something and she totally realizes like a little while later of being like, that was ridiculous of me. Like I was dealing with this, this, and this, it leaves that door open for her to step up and be a better friend and not and be like apologize and yeah. be like, hey, I was going through X, Y, and Z, in exactly. which case you can kind of, you know, feel more comfortable yeah. continuing the friendship. But I totally agree with you. I have, over the course of my multiple decades <laughs> on this earth, had a good amount of like toxic, because I have a big friend yeah, circle. You do. But I would say the people that are very close to me are very small. Like Chris and I had a really small wedding. Oh, I'm so sorry. I missed some, it. Megan was invited for I the I know record. I was. By the way, people um, were very angry. The, uh, Where was her cake that she was the, supposed to make? The you, were, you were gallivanting in Europe. I know. And the invite, we checked, it was going to cost us twice as much. They were like, and if you want to cancel this and reschedule it, it will be $3,000 a ticket. No, like, absolutely fuck. not. I was like, just watch the video. It'll be great. But um, your invite is still on. On the fridge and mm-hmm. we were clearing oh, out I can she was say over was yesterday yeah. <laughs> we were clearing out all of these other wedding invites um that we've gone to with matzas and i was like taking off the fridge and he goes well no keep joss and chris's up oh, and i was like I love okay. you so much. he literally Thank would you. not let me take it down also it's literally just like a picture of them so it's like <laughs> yeah the first so time sweet. i saw it i was like why do you just have a picture yeah. of them on your fridge and it's funny a because long time ago that yeah. is up and then the only other one that we got a new wedding invite this week but then the only other like card that is withstood like my purge um is uh my friend cami her baby magnolia oh, her christmas card so that's just, a beautiful child yeah, I so i feel honored fridge. to it's share sweet. fridge space yeah. with them no but we have i mean we have a lot of people in our life that we're super grateful for but over the course of my you know sort of like life with friends um i've realized a few things like friends should really generally overall enhance your life oh yeah and that for me with friendships, especially now, I, I find it very hard to find to be friends with people who are emotionally like really all over the place where you don't know when you're going to walk in a room what the consistency is like. Like, are you mad at me? Yeah. Are you happy with me? Like that brings me being, so much stress. Being unpredictable is my least favorite trait that people, that's like my, that's an automatic no-go trait for people for me. And for me, Mm-mm. it's like emotionally unpredictable. Yeah. Oh, Other yeah. stuff, I'm like, oh, if you got to cancel, whatever, no, who yeah, cares? Yeah. Oh like, no, it's flaky fine. I'm fine with. Flaky is fine. Very fine. I enjoy I, flaky. I actually I do encourage too. flaky friends. I do too. Because don't you get like, excited when stuff gets canceled? Yes. Yeah. And I can <laughs> stay yeah. home. Yeah, 100%. But emotional consistency is so important. And I agree with you. I think it's always important to tell people because I think when people get upset it's just that they want to be heard yeah but that doesn't mean what they're doing is okay all Mm -hmm. right so I think you say like I'm so sorry that you feel that way I hear you and then that's all you really need to say it doesn't mean that you need to let these people walk all over you and with me with toxic friendships I don't like drama either Mm -hmm. you don't need to have a breakup no you just step away quietly and don't continue facilitating the friendship Mm -hmm. I know that you're really like involved in your friend's son's life but 
it's kind of like you might have to choose what you want to do because it's not like you can just hang out with the kid by yourself. (laughs) No, that's true. You know? Yeah. Um, And like, what do you really want out of life? Or you can have the conversation of like, I know you're upset. Is there like something else going on? Like, you know, it felt like you got really upset about X, Y, and Z. And I just want to make sure like genuinely you're okay. If you do want to continue the friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I think if that's, if you want to salvage that, that's like a great way to go about it. And I, yeah, I think that there's so much toxic people have such, uh, this pride of the fact they have no idea they're toxic and they have this pride that they are always right. And so I think they do a lot of the legwork for you. Yes, and they do. And that's the part that's wild because it's so draining to be friends with them and when you're in the trenches with it. But every time I've had like a breakup with a toxic friend, it was like surprisingly easy. They did it to themselves. And then if like they want to come back around, that's when you have the choice to ignore it. And also it puts you in a much... I don't know. I say it also puts you in a much better light as opposed to like fighting fire with fire. Like she's coming at you so angry and then you retaliate with being like, no, you're full of shit. Like I said all this stuff and like it's not going to feel you think it'll feel cathartic. It doesn't like it really doesn't feel because she's not going to hear you. She's just saying to say it because she wants to hurt your feelings. She's not ready to receive any sort of information that will make you feel like, wow, I'm so glad I got that off my chest because it's going to feel like you just set it to a wall. So might as well like write a letter of everything you would want to say to her and then just let the friendship fizzle out. And if she realizes all that stuff, then like assess then if if you even want to like reevaluate it all. And we have emojis now. So like if she texts you something mean, you just, just, you know, just like a, it. <laughs> Ooh, even shittier. That's my biggest one. Just like it. Uh-huh. That's actually no, great. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. That's the one that you know I'm just like, or just an, a confusing emoji, like a palm tree. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, what does that even mean? They can never accuse you of not responding. You'll be like, I sent that kick yeah. ass palm tree. What are uh-huh. you talking about? Uh-huh. Obviously, everyone knows that means I love you so exactly. much. <laughs> My love for you is like coconuts. But if you're stressed out about it, like, I don't know, you're yeah. 24 and live your best life. Yeah. I think once you have that icky feeling, that's when you're like, okay, boy, bye. So, the best end. of luck. That's our TED Talk. I am 28 years old. And I've been dating a close friend of mine for almost a year now. He's 30 years old. Before this, I've only been with one other person. And that was a serious and long-term relationship. He has dated several other women before me. And only one of them was a serious relationship, which was his high school slash college girlfriend. So it was a long time ago. I would say that he's the type of guy who has fear of commitment So I knew the risks I was taking when we started dating. I still decided to go for it and take it slow and see where it goes. Last month, I somehow ended up asking him if he thinks we're in a relationship. He seemed very nervous. So I eased him and I said, whatever his answer is, it's fine. No pressure. He said, I don't know. After some talking, I told him that I think we're in a relationship but I understand that he is going to need more time before he can come to the same conclusion and he was fine with it. Here's my problem. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, I've met his entire family many, many times. We're on the same page about all of the major life stuff, but most importantly, we have the same set of friends and we also work together, which is a whole other conversation. Despite all of this, I don't understand where his hesitation is coming from and why it's so difficult for him to just call this a relationship and call me his girlfriend. I know for a fact that we're exclusive and I also know that he has 
deleted all of his dating profiles since we started dating. We have also talked about moving in together this summer and he likes the idea of it. And we're going to have more discussions in detail sometime in the spring. However, after this conversation, I'm a little uncertain because moving in together is a pretty serious next step. And if he's not sure, then I'm not sure. I'm also afraid to say I love you to him because I feel like he will not reciprocate. Do you guys have any advice on how I can navigate this situation? And do you think there's any scenario in which I will not end up with major heartbreak and lose him as my friend and lose all my other friends? If needed, I can DM you guys more details that I couldn't fit into the three-minute message. Like what? He's tall and has a great penis? That's always what it is. Mm -hmm. He's such a great guy. He's such a good... I know this makes... like, But I promise, he's a really good guy. Like, he has a dog and he, like, doesn't kick it. And, like, he's held a baby. Like, he's such a good guy. He's such a good guy. He's so nice. He just is not into you at all. You know what this started reminding me of? He's just not into you? Well, that... Also, you need to read start Steve Harvey's book because I was oh. watching the movie. I've never read the book, but I started watching the movie and I loved it. That's for another day. This reminded me of On Gilmore Girls when Rory started dating Logan and he was like, I'm not a boyfriend, boyfriend guy. And she no, was but like, you can't say that because they ended up together. They ended up together. But Don't give her that they hope. are not the rule. They are the exception, my friend. Which is why you also need to watch. He's just not that into you. Literally, yeah. I cannot tell you more. I cannot tell you more. If a man wants to be with you, if he wants wants to see you, if he wants to be in a relationship with you, he will come to you. But you have to make yourself a little more scarce. And I feel like this guy is not into you. No. I'm so sorry. This is the thing. I had always had commitment issues. Literally, I broke up with every guy that I ever dated. Like three months in, I'd be like, I fucking hate you. I can never see you again. I would literally fly, leave the state and like never (laughs) call them back and just ghost them. And then I was like, I can't see you. I fucking hate you. And like, I, you were inside me yesterday and this just changed. (laughs) Like I literally have massive commitment issues. Like I wasn't okay with anyone even holding my hand. Like I, like any of that shit, like just made me just, if someone, if a guy called me pretty, I was like, drop dead. We're done. Get out of my face. Like, why are you so obsessed with me? I hate you. And I am in a four, year plus relationship like and that that relationship and but not even that relationship Moss was the one who changed that for me so not wanting to not being into like not wanting anything not being afraid of commitment if you have been dating for a year he that's that that would have it you would have been it already there is nothing else to fucking wait for no and there are you can't be like oh we don't really know each other that well they've been friends for 10 years no exactly oh my gosh also he just wants to fuck you also like have you ever heard of the concept you should never shit where you eat like you should if you do not start dating someone you work with unless you're like your friend this is gonna be the most long-term love of my life of ever then do the thing start dating whatever someone no Mots and I we worked that's how we met was we worked together and we didn't start dating (laughs) as contrary to popular belief we didn't start dating until as after he left he didn't ask me out until he was like hey I put in like I got a new job and I put in my like like, two weeks do you want to go out and I was like and he's like yeah in two weeks once I'm officially done here it was so fun watching that love story unfold have you ever Mm -hmm. had him on so you could share all of the okay he's here every Valentine's Day that is adorable don't listen to the first episode though because he's a big mouth breather he's like (laughs) it was more of a whistle though 
Well, yeah, he's a little congested. Yeah. Um, My sister dated a guy she worked with at her first job. <laughs> her first year working, she dated one of her coworkers. They broke up. Yeah. And she had to get a new job. Because she's like, I can't go back there. I never want to see him again, mm-hmm. ever. So, like, she had to change her whole life mm-hmm. because of their breakup. It worked out in the long run because, yeah. like, she's happy. But, but you no, know, you definitely think you're the exception to the rule and that you could change him. And him saying, hey, I'm afraid I, the commitment's not really my thing. That's his out. And, like, that's why he mm-hmm. told you. If you're afraid of commitment, I didn't tell – like, I, I really liked Mott. I didn't want him to know I have commitment issues. That's not a flattering thing. Right. I kind of was like, let's take this slow. And he could read the fact that, like – and he, we were friends before. So, like, he knew, okay, she's not really big into, like, that kind of stuff. Her Aquarius rising comes in hot. Like, she's like, I don't have feelings. Get away from me. And he we, – we really played that, but smart. And I also did it in a way that I – I was protecting him from the fact that I knew that this is something that I do. And so like, I don't want to, I don't want you to say that you love me. I would refuse to let him say he loved me. I didn't want to be exclusive. I didn't want any of that stuff because I'm like, I don't want to set any expectations that I'm not sure I can uphold. Right. And until then. Very mature of you. Thank you. And I was, you know, younger than your boyfriend and he's not doing that with you. He's not protecting you from him. And if this is the choices he's making, he's giving, he's telling you what's going to happen. And then once you get upset about it it's gonna be like well I told you like I told you this was gonna happen I told you so and I think that's just like the it's just dumb and if a year in he'll know don't move in with him you do are literally not move friends who fuck no like do if not he wanted to him. date you he would date you I and, wonder if all their friends know that they're dating because like what if it's also oh this feels God. like one of those situations where like let's just keep it between us mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's keep it special he's but fucking which is other like, people too also are all their friends just like co-workers Oh yeah, I, exactly. Leave, yeah, leave the office, dude. I if I were Lots you, the hot dudes outside, and you're a real bad B. Here's what I think you should do. I think you should like really practice what you're gonna say and just act like super casual and just be like, I just feel like this isn't really working out. Like, mm-hmm. We want different things. Like I wish you the best. Let's just stop this. Where let's just stop this now before it goes any further, and then just like stick with it. And if he really cares about you and wants to be with you, he will be. But I feel like you're giving him too much right now. Yeah, and then I think – but I think truthfully what you're going to see really quickly is that he'll be like, okay, and that he – and then this is the other part. Give it two months, he'll have a girlfriend, and he'll be engaged and have a baby. Like That's what always That's always. And it's not – the thing is, is it – people think that like, oh, someone doesn't like want commitment. They don't want to settle down. Like – I I can I can change that like this this relationship can change that you can't do anything he has to choose I want to change and we've said this before on the podcast like he has to choose he wants to change and he's also going to choose that without you knowing he's going to be like I hated commitment I hated commitment I meet this girl I want to commit to her I'm going to do this this is on me not like he doesn't need you to show him what this relationship could be and like how great it is and you stick it out that's like it's not what happens no he needs to just decide for himself and again, if he wants to be with you, he will, but it just yeah. doesn't seem like he wants to. And that really sucks. But like, you might want to start putting your resume out there, you know? Yeah. And this is all just the saying. part. I just want to say, not everyone who sleeps with you wants to date you. No. And not everyone who's friends with you and who also sleeps with you wants to date you. And not everyone who's nice to you wants to date you. Like there's this, someone can be really polite and really nice and on paper, a good guy. And 
treat you nicely and then ultimately just not like you that much. And it sucks because you would honestly rather someone be a dick. So then you don't like them. So you back. have a clear path. Yeah. To and be then like, you're I gotta like, get oh, rid of fuck this guy. You. you treat me like shit, but it's like, oh, you treat me so well and everything is great, except you don't want to date me. And then, but that's, that's all there is to it. And I'm curious to know like what your friends are telling you. Do you have the kind of friends who are like, Oh my gosh, well maybe this happened Ugh. or maybe maybe this is why. Like you need to have some my friends. My cousin's friends like dated a guy for 6 years no. and like he had five other girlfriends and finally they ended up together and he's like so obsessed with her. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not a thing. That's no. not a thing. No. Mm-mm. No. And it's also like we're applauding him for deleting his dating apps. Yeah, cuz he has constant pussy. He doesn't mm-hmm. need it anymore. It's true. And honestly, I would not be surprised if he's with other girls. Uh, oh, I, I for uh, sure. not doubt. That's the reason why you say we're not in a relationship. There is no commitment. So you can. So he can get away with whatever other he wants. people. Yes. Yeah. I said that to Mots and I was like, by the way, <laughs> just want you to know we are not exclusive. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not seeing anyone else. I'm like, I, I'm just putting it out but there. I might be. Allegedly. We are not exclusive. <laughs> you can see anyone else. And he was like, I know what you mean. I'm just letting you know. I was like, OK, for sure. We'll loop, we'll circle I just, back. I love your guys's. I love your story. Yeah, I was a fuck boy. Oh my gosh, dude! And now I like I'm obsessed with him, and I'm like, God damn it! Remember what when he was like obsessed me? with me, and I then remember. I was like, Who cares? Now I'm like mm. being like, Oh my gosh, when did I lose all my edge? <laughs> when did I lose my edge? <laughs> Everyone knows you're always supposed to make sure they like you more than you like them. That's I'm true. screwed. I'm so screwed. Genuinely, how I feel. I'm like, Shit. fuck, I'm soft now. You <laughs> fucking soften me, bro. <laughs> like you're fucked up. Okay. Um, well, best of luck. And, um, if, uh, you are not a part of our Facebook group, you should be, and, uh, we'll have 15,000, I mean, 1500 other people, um, Weigh tell in you on your story where it's not just us and they can give you some nice and uh, good support. I need to join that Facebook group. You do. Mm-hmm. It's a good, way. it's a really good time. You Is have to private? answer the questions correctly. Yeah. Oh, it's a private Facebook group. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I love those. And yeah. also some of you. Like we, I just want to say when it comes, like there are answers when we can totally tell that English is your second language Mm -hmm. and you will definitely get slack cut if things are like, I mean, things are not necessarily spelled wrong or like, uh, uh, the sentence grammar, or even if you're answering the questions and they're, you, you've got it, but it's a little, maybe lost in translation a little bit. There are some of you who are from Kentucky and are using the wrong tenses and all of this stuff. And I'm like, nah. No, 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 no. That shows you don't follow direction. No, and we got to have trustworthy people because there's sensitive things being talked about uh-huh. in the group. So read the questions completely. I yeah. mm-hmm. answer them completely. Do not even if you don't if you say something like "Ha ha, I don't remember this one." You're not getting in. No, delete you that just request. Gotta, you look you, like a dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha, I don't know. <laughs> No, please let me study. in still. I don't know no. you, Sarah. We, right. This is how bad we screen you. people to get in. Yeah. So, and, and don't then you'll send, get kicked out, by the way. Yeah. And don't send a message saying, I don't know it, but I I have listened to every episode. No, you haven't. No, no. obviously not. They're literally such easy questions. Yeah. They're so easy. If you don't answer any questions, don't bother. You're just wasting my time, and I hate my time being wasted. That's. That part, that's the one that's so dumb. And then they'll resend it. I'm like, mm-hmm. do you not know how to read? Because why are you trying to join a Facebook group with like lots of words? There's yeah. a lot of words here. You mm-hmm. have to read a lot. If you can't do that, not the place for you. They're probably trying to meet people. It's well, not the place. You still got to type to meet people. Mm-hmm. That's can't. true, actually. Good point. Yeah. Well, um, after that, right? <laughs> is it time for a break? Yes, okay, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
talk a lot about physical health and mental health, but what about sexual health? Whether you hit the gym, take a walk, or meditate, if you want to take care of your whole self, you need to prioritize your pleasure along with your body and mind. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. These stories are relatable and immersive, so you feel like you're right there. There's something for everyone, whatever and whatever you're into. They add new content every week, so there's always more to explore. You can find stories about a spontaneous hookup with a hot, steamy stranger, or even stories about trying that new toy together or getting tied up. Ooh, kinky, into that. The wellness sessions can also help you unlock new confidence or heighten intimacy with your partner. Now, Melissa, you love Dipsy, right? I do. For me, mental health and sexual health go hand in hand. And as someone that leads a very stressful life, Dipsy is one of those things that I go to when I need to decompress. I really love the stories themselves. I think the writers do an excellent job. I think the readers, actors do a great job. And for me, I often go back to the very first story that I listened to called Video Play. I think it's hot and it is a great way for me to chill out and relax and have a little me time. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash blame. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash blame. Dipsystories.com slash blame. Care-of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. Care of's in-depth five-minute online quiz makes it easy. Simply answer some questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns, and Care-of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements to address your specific wellness goals. Their new skin and hair collection helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. You can follow Care-of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you receive is totally up to you. Your recommendations come in daily individual wrap packs that are perfect for getting back into a routine. And Kara's products are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Their yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. I'm a huge fan of Kara's. I've been a fan for a while. My new package is on its way right now. And um, some of the vitamins that I have in mind, magnesium, huge fan, really helps with my stress. Uh, I also love the B complex. That's also super important to me. Antioxidants are also super important to me, but I am just a massive fan. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code don't blame 50. That's takecareof.com and code don't blame 50 for 50% off your first care of order. Don't Blame Me with Megan Rinks is supported by BetterHelp Online Counseling. We are in extraordinary times, and if you are struggling with stress, anxiety, or depression, hello, me too, you are not alone. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are trained to listen and help. BetterHelp counselors specialize in many areas, including relationship conflict, anxiety, depression, loss, trauma, and more. You'll securely connect with your counselor in a safe, confidential online environment. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor in under 48 hours. It's super, super convenient. You can easily schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, and you can exchange unlimited text messages. If for any reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. You guys know we are so pro-therapy here at Don't Blame Me, and BetterHelp is an amazing way for you to have therapy at, at your fingertips. It's incredibly convenient, and especially the times that we're in. 
there's no excuse, guys. We all need it. I mean, I definitely know that this whole time has made me need therapy and appreciate it even more. BetterHelp is an affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BLAME. Join the over 1 million people already using BetterHelp. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Get started today at BetterHelp.com BLAME. That's BetterHelp.com BLAME. Talk to a therapist online and get help. Okay, everybody, we are back from our break, and we're going to hop into the rest of the calls. Ooh. Ooh, baby. This is fun. Um, it's basically my friend who we're good friends, but I don't think I can bring this up to her. Um, she's joined an MLM scheme, um, and she's asked me to be a part of her team. I'm not going to do it. Don't stress. But it's part of me that's like, you are a poor uni student. You're eating 50-cent noodles. Maybe you need some extra cash, but I heard you have to do a lot of nagging your friends and you lose friends and sometimes it doesn't even work for, like, the average Joe. Um, anyway, I'm not going to that because don't worry, I'm not going to do it. But, yeah, like, do I tell her to get out of it and all the bad things I've heard or just let her go and see what she does with it, see what happens? I mean, I'm not going to stop someone doing something that they want to do and that they're kind of passionate about. I don't want to see her get fucked over. I just think there are so many different types of MLMs. Like you could sell like Tupperware or like Mary Kay or whatever, or you could be selling like prepaid legal, which is like not a thing, which I would feel like ethically like (laughs) not okay about. But if you're selling like a real product that people are actually into, like I'm not going to do it, but like, if you want to cool, yeah. I guess, like I who think cares? I, I, my, my thought process is the same with this. I think if I think being concerned for your friend, uh, I mean, I think this, if she, if it's a, a kind of MLM where she doesn't have to put any money down, mm-hmm. if it's just sending people like through her link, if she doesn't have to pay for inventory, if she doesn't have to put any money into it. And it's just, again, like commission links and like getting other people to sign up through her links. And she has no, yeah, no stock and inventory and no money losses. Then who gives a shit? Like it'll either work or it doesn't, Mm -hmm. but she's not out anything. And I think if it is one of those things, you could send her a bunch of this information about like how MLMs are like a load of shit. But most of the time in the reporting of all of that is going to be focusing on the ones that are going to put you into debt where you're spending more money than you're making. Mm-hmm. And that you're, because the, the issue is, is that the pyramid scheme of like the trickle down, which MLMs are not technically, not all MLMs are pyramid schemes, but it's the trickling down of the fact that if you're doing so well, there's no way, like this is also like basic, basic knowledge of like business practice at all. There's no way for every single person to be doing so well and the company still makes money and still be able to pay everybody out. So even if you know 50 people who are doing so well, those 50 people are doing so well because 10,000 other people are losing thousands of dollars. It's not even like, oh, these people aren't doing as well. And eventually they'll get there. It's in order for people to do well, other people have to have do to lose well. something. Yes. It's not, it's not like a, oh, they're doing so they're not making any money, but they will eventually. It's like, no, they've lost $10,000. So someone else can make $100,000. So that's how that works. But the thing is, if she's not investing any money into mm-hmm. it, and it is just like, yeah, like a 
product landing page, uh, then I think even if you send her all that information, it's not going to be super pertinent to her specific case. Um, so I would find that out. But to be honest, I would like, I would just send the info anyway, because like, that's the thing I've watched. I'm obsessed with MLMs. I think they're, we had uh, an ad for the podcast Mm -hmm. for a while on this podcast called the dream. And it made me listen to it. Um, (laughs) so the first season was all about MLMs. Okay. And it is so fascinating. They interview all these people who've like, cause they've been around since like the seventies and like, they're so Amway. Yeah. There's been so many, the whole thing. So it was like so crazy, crazy interesting. And then the second season for this is, uh, for the dream is the business of wellness, which is like one of my hot a huge things. MLM oh my god, it's the, it's the biggest shit that makes me nothing Some makes oils, me more upset than paying a thousand dollars to not be depressed. I'm like, serotonin doesn't come in the form of crystals, and if it does, then you don't have a serotonin imbalance. <laughs> like you just needed a crystal, but like, why'd you pay all of that money? It, like oh my gosh. that shit, like it, it's wild. So I think that's really fascinating. So I, I. I in so much of the content I've watched, um, if you if you want to be like more educated on it as like a friend, Tiffany Ferguson did a video with her sister, and her sister got involved in MLMs when she was like in her early twenties, and she talked about how much of the fact that like she just didn't really know any better, and like you're surround if you meet those people and they tell you all these really great stories, most of the time people who aren't into MLMs are being kind of like you of just being polite of being like no, she's like yeah, no one told me that this could all blow up in my face. Like everybody was either into it or was just kind of like, no, and like gave me a weird look, but I didn't think anything of it. So I think like if you feel a responsibility to be like, hey, heads up. And I think that could be a great idea because even if this is one that maybe she's not investing money in, maybe this one works and then she does takes that money she's made and then starts doing another one mm-hmm. that she has to invest her money in to make even more money or like later down the pipeline that's something that they want you to do like reinvest in yourself um so but it's like yeah. it, when if your friend asks you to get involved in this MLM I think that's the perfect opportunity to be like thank you so much I'm not interested because of x y and z because at that point like she's asking you to get involved in a business endeavor, which is different than a friendship endeavor, 100%. which is a big reason that I have a problem with MLMs, because unless you're selling like a tangible, real product like Tupperware or like cooking tools or whatever, what are you selling actually? And do you want to get all your friends and family mixed up in that? Because that is like the way that people enter these markets. Yeah. I will say I am a huge fan of Cutco Knives. That is one of my favorite MLMs. <laughs> They're the best knives in the world. Oh. I've never worked for them in my life. But these knife salesmen used to come to my parents' house and be like, we're going to cut through a penny now. And they would. They're amazing. But that's like a tangible product yeah. that is bettering the world that also you don't have to buy from a person. They have a website. See, you that's can go what I was going to say. So like it's like legit. Beauty Counter, which is like an all mm-hmm. like not it's like a all natural makeup and skincare line. They have a section of their website that is like representatives, but you go through a link. So no one has to buy anything. And I've posted about them before and someone's like, I thought you were so against MLMs. I'm like, it's not an MLM. You have to invest no money. You don't have to buy any product. You don't have to stock your own store. Like It's more like an affiliate link. I was going to say, it's literally me posting an affiliate link. So like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I will also say any, any fucking time, 
any, now I'm not going to say you guys, but anytime any of my followers slide into my DMs and say, hey, girl, I get so many MLM pitches in my DMs. And Are every you serious? Every single time I send an, uh, a screen, a uh, 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 copy and paste from my notes app back of being like, hi, thank you so much for reaching out. Hello. <laughs> I think I say all of those. I was like, I, think I don't even say thank you. I was like, hi, uh, that's going to be a no from me, dog. Here are some information, some links about like the dangers of MLMs. Like if you're a student, this is not, a, there are plenty of other ways you can make lots of money or, and you can look into ones mm-hmm. that have, that don't have you doing any upfront and all of that sort of stuff because that's like the other shit because then even at the end of the day too you have to do your research because even if it's some I know lots of people love rodent and fields or whatever but if you've done that skincare too yeah right? it's skincare but if you do if you read a lot of articles about it the the reason why it also has to work at a certain point if you're not investing your own money if you're not mm-hmm. investing money into uh, your products like you having your stock and they're able to still make money and you're still able to make money with commission. That means the products aren't marked up so much. And so I've now, read are they high quality? that I've read all these articles where what chemists break selling? it down and they're like, you could buy this at the drugstore for like a fraction of the price, but people have this. And when you have something behind a paywall, that's harder to get, especially skincare. You're like, oh, it must be good because in order to get the good shit for my right. acne, I have to go to my dermatologist. So to get the good shit, I must have to pay mm-hmm. a lot of money. It must need to be hard to get. You can't just buy it at a drugstore. So I would, I, I I think just in general, regardless of what kind they are, I think there are like lesser evils of it. And I hopefully think that we're going to be moving more towards like the affiliate like codes and that kind of stuff. Because you think about that, even colleges have like they have college reps for like, I mean, brands have like college Mm -hmm. reps where it's like. Uh, like brand and not even like Brandy Melville but like any like, yeah like any of those like Princess Polly or whatever and you can be a college student at USC and you're cute and pretty and they're like hey we'll if you post this often we'll give a 30% off coupon code for you posting this and then you'll get commission for all or of just that stuff. open an Amazon affiliate store and yeah. just like promote that stuff to your friends and family I feel like it's just a little more ethical and less and weird. you're gonna get more money that way too <laughs> Like you're not gonna have to just become a bartender, up. dude. Best of luck to you and your friend, and I hope she doesn't get scammed. And good for you for not being a scammer. And also, I might at this point have to uh, flag any comments that say MLM or not a scam, so none of you can comment and come for us being like, no, actually, they're really great. <laughs> it really just depends. It's people. like, be smart. do you want to be your own boss? Do your research. Oh. Hi, Megan, Melissa, and potential guests. I'm 22 and in my last year of college, and I'm super into one of my close friends that graduated from my school last year. He lives two hours away because of work. We met and became close friends only two months before he graduated and moved out of town, but since then, he's managed to get really close through visits, calling, etc. We're planning on moving to the same city in July, so distance isn't really a big issue. He's definitely shown that he's an enemy, but I think the ball is in my court to determine what happens next. The only real problem with our situation is that I'm super into my faith and he's atheist. Otherwise, he's a literal perfect match for me, which is insane. He's incredibly sweet, super into social justice like I am, and is truly the most loving person that I've ever met. We talked about what we want out of a future partner, and I mentioned faith, so he knows that he doesn't have everything I'm looking for, but I have everything that he's looking for. I like him a lot and don't want to convert him or anything, of course, but I ideally only want to be in a serious relationship with someone who shares my faith with me. And from knowing how close we already are, if we started dating, it would probably be something that got serious and lasted a while. I've never felt so strongly about wanting to be with someone before, and it's something I've been feeling for months. 
I think I want to date him anyway and just risk whatever happens, but I wanted to know what you guys think. I also want to actually sit him down the next time he comes to town and talk to him about everything because we are just people who can be really open and honest with each other. Um, but I wanted suggestions for where and how to have this conversation because I'm really nervous about it. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. She answered her own question multiple times, Yeah, I feel. If this is really a deal breaker for you, that's totally cool. But, like, you can never change someone ever. No. Or go into something believing you might. Yeah. That's, or even believing that you might change your opinion. Like, yes. Or you might change yourself yeah. or the way you feel. Um, if it's, like, a deal breaker for you. If and it's, like, as important as you're saying it is. Some people are, like, I have so many friends who are, like, interfaith. Like, yeah. oh, I'm Jewish and I'm Catholic or whatever. And they're just, like you know, anything goes like whatever, it's fine for, but they already knew that going into it. So it wasn't like a huge deal for them. And I, cause I think the thing is like what it really comes to play in is cause I don't even think, I think in some cases, uh, it can be how you were raised. And I think that really applies much more to like religion that's based heavily on like culture and well, stuff, tradition like tradition. A tradition in the sense of like that's not i don't want to say like not mainstream but like that hasn't been like a hallmark tradition right. so like everyone celebrates christmas reg- i mean people tons of people celebrate christmas who aren't christian right and so i think like i don't i wouldn't consider christian a different way of upbringing because i think it's so infiltrated into our society mm-hmm. already but like being jewish 100 i didn't i didn't go to hebrew school like i didn't have any of like <laughs> that kind of experience like i didn't go on birthright and all Are of that sort jewish? of stuff no i wish oh my um, gosh i was just about to have my mind blown no. like how do i not no, know so my, my two best friends are jewish yes. and both of them that was like they got to a certain age where they d- only dated guys who were jewish because it was like it was part of the fact that they're like, well, I want someone who like, I don't have to like explain my family right. to. I want someone who's going to kind of come in and understand and know the nuances of it all. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to feel like weird and kind of have like to teach someone something because already every family is different. But like that's if something you put that on top. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's a close really thing. And then they were like, and also my kids, I want my kids to go to Hebrew school. I want my, I don't want my kids to celebrate Christmas. I want my kids to celebrate Hanukkah. I want them to have that same sort of upbringing that I loved. That was because of my, my reli- yeah, my religion. I think that's a very mature decision to make. Yeah. I'm Christian. Um, and so is Chris. And that was something like as I got older, I made the decision. Yeah. Like if I'm going to get into a serious relationship, like whatever, you can date people and like, yeah. you know, sample all of the flavors exactly. out there if that's your thing, whatever. But to me, like if I was going to marry someone, it was important that we shared that yeah. to me. Now, like I said, I have a lot of friends who are interfaith couples and it really works for them. But it sounds like for you specifically, this is very important to you in your potential like life partner. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't think there's anything wrong with just like sitting down with this close friend of yours. By the way, have you guys hooked up too? That's like a whole other added layer to it. Um, but sit down and be like, Hey, I have feelings for you. Um, I don't expect you to like want to change. I just want to have this like open conversation with you. Let you know I like you. Here's where I'm coming from. Here's where I know and appreciate and respect that you're coming from. I'm not trying to like belittle you in any way for your beliefs. Um, But I just wanted to throw it out there and have an open conversation and see where you stood. Because I mean, who knows what this person might say to you. They might be like, I don't like you. Yeah. And then that's an easy out for you (laughs) also. This reminds me of literally an episode of The Bachelor this season. I, I think, yeah, I it's if it's if this is important to you, and I will say on the opposite side of the spectrum, 
someone's religion is also important to me when I was dating them. And for me, it was like, I'm going to date someone. I, I would honestly prefer to Mm -hmm. date someone who is also like an agnostic is an atheist because totally. I don't want to get in a position where it comes up later to yeah. become an issue in the future. And when I think about it with kids, it's like, for me, I'm not comfortable having my kids be baptized. That's totally. not something I'm comfortable with, but also I don't want to stop somebody. If for them, that's their, their, their true belief system is that that's what mm-hmm. their kids need. They need that to happen. And like, because also like I've read into it, I understand like what the, the, uh, the meaning theology of, of- yeah, like, and is. like the idea that I would take away that from somebody who wanted that, it's like I'm too no. much to put upon yourself. Way too much. It's and way someone t- who loves you will not try to put that upon you. And no. like, moral of the story is you just can never change people or want to change people. Yeah, and then also like, if you, you think about can't. your family situation, are you bringing them into like a highly religious family where he's like if he's very vocal about his views and all of that and your families and it's going to create that divide and that barrier and you just don't know and again I think especially just think about it when it comes to your kids like because Mm -hmm. I think if you think okay and maybe it is in that conversation with him which it's very a very like like you would talk about it now even though you're not dating but it's like I want to know the extent of where you're at because I think you could think of oh they are atheists but like they're fine going to church on Christmas he might not be he might not be okay with your kids getting baptized but you would think like okay well yeah he doesn't practice it but he'd be fine if his kids Mm -hmm. do he might not be and that might be also your deal breaker for you by realizing that your kids wouldn't be raised in the same way that you were if that's how you want and also the good traits you're saying about him, they're not mutually exclusive to him. Lots of people have it. Lots of people are nice. They're really great guys. And they're also religious. Like you can, he's, I don't want to say it's a dime Mm -hmm. a dozen, but if it's something that's important to you, this is kind of, I don't know, not to make it religious, but like maybe this is God's way of being like, hey, this isn't your person. For sure. And another thing, I feel like I talked about this on your podcast last time. Before Chris and I got married, we liked, oh my gosh, we went to so many different like couples therapy, this Mm -hmm. and that. Because we're like, both like kind of overthinkers a little bit in some ways. And we were like, is this a really, we've been together for so long. We're yeah. like, is this going to work? So we took this quiz and I think you might've even yeah. went yeah. to it where I think a lot of different faith traditions use it, but yeah. it's not a religious thing at all where you take this quiz and literally they give you results at the end being like, you're not compatible or you are and like you should still stay together if you're not compatible like they're not telling you to break up yeah but I mean if you guys really are that serious from the get-go maybe before you start dating take this quiz and then talk to like a therapist and see what they say because sometimes having an outside opinion that is professional can be super super meaningful but this is why I stopped having male friendships really yeah when I was like in my early 20s like, obviously, there's exceptions. Like, you they have all, lifelong you're friend. You're like, Lily, they all fell in love with you. Or I had, like, a lot of gay friends. Awesome. But I just had some really bad experiences. With straight With friends? straight guy friends where oh I was like, God. oh, my gosh, we're best friends. This is you're, so cool. And then they're like. I love you. I'm going to love you for the rest That's, of my you life. And, and I was like, oh, no. You and Lily are the and same person. And I felt person. so bad about it. So that could be what's going on here, too. Yeah. Sorry. It could be that. I very much think so. Who knows? Yeah. I, yeah we're biting off way more than he might not even be. But it's a good thing you're thinking about these kind of things. It seems very mature, but... Yeah, you a Virgo? You a Cancer? Like, I want to know what your... (laughs) I want to know more Yeah, or you an Aquarius. You living in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Not an Aquarius. No, thinking a lot about feelings. (laughs) Yeah, too many feelings. Too many feelings. Uh, Or maybe a Libra. You're weighing all of your options. (laughs) 
It is time. Oh gosh, is this? I gotta take off my coat. Is this the part when them. things get crazy where they call us a second time and? Uh, no, they're giving us their own opinion and advice if they've listened. Oh so great, it, okay, awesome. But I it also might that. be crazy. We don't know. <laughs> Roll the tapes. <laughs> I have a feeling it is. So I'm 27. Um, I'm calling in response to a caller on the most recent episode with Melissa. Um, so the girl who is like angry and uncomfortable listening or overhearing her parents have sex. So I guess my feeling and perspective, I'm coming from the other side of that. Um, because I'm a mom, I've got a little girl who just turned six and my son is three and a half. Um, so I'm kind of coming from the parents perspective on this. Um, so first of all, 100% understand totally valid to be kind of uncomfortable with the idea of your parents having sex. No one wants to think about their parents in that context, but that feels kind of weird and uncomfortable. So I understand that. Um, but she said something in the call about, oh, overhearing my friends, like, doesn't make me upset, but when it's my parents, I get really angry. Dude, um, from the parent side of that, or from somebody who is a parent and has children, um, beyond having a conversation about being made uncomfortable, I think the the getting really angry about it, you just got to let go, dude. Um, parents don't stop being sexual people just because we're parents. And intimacy is such an important, necessary part of a healthy, committed relationship. I think you just need to reframe your feelings about this. Have a conversation so that this is making me uncomfortable, but understand this is like normal and it's healthy for their relationship and it's a good thing. So anyway, that's my two cents. Um, you know, I, I have kids and having kids didn't make me not like sex. So, anyway, um, I am sorry that your parents are making you uncomfortable, but and that definitely should have a conversation. But I mean, getting angry about it, dude. I mean, your parents are still people, and that's a weird transition to make in your twenties to understand that your parents are still people, and they're not just your parents. Um, one time, my sister walked into my parents having sex. Melissa's done it. And no, I've never walked in. I just could hear them. Yeah. My my sister walked in, all my parents having sex when Your she was in high school. Sister. She called me. I was at college and started like sh- painting a picture of the whole thing. And I hung up on her. <laughs> I was like, I don't need this in my life. She called me back, started re-explaining. I was like, if you, I'm going to block you if you continue doing this. I love your so sister. So you want to know how she uh, processed this? Huh? She went to school. I told all of her classmates and all of her teachers <gasps> And it was like open house or something the next week. And one of the teachers told Your parents my, are so told wholesome my dad, too. Told my dad. Told my dad. Allie told everyone at the whole school that she walked out on you guys having sex. I cannot imagine your parents' reaction. It was reaction. like an afternoon delight situation <laughs> too. Like my the, mom was mortified. I was going to say, they're the most wholesome people in the world. So Your funny. mom is like a Hallmark mom. Is she really? Like, she was like mortified. <laughs> still, this is like 20 years ago and she's still upset about it. Like, we get it. Your parents le- like to have sex. Good for them. But like, just shut the door or yeah. something. You know? I just, this reminds me of a TikTok of this audio <laughs> where it's like, well, just like. 
enjoy it and it's like no like this idea this is the part that like she's angry and this is i'm gonna call you karen because i'm a level with you you're being a karen you're angry it's very valid to be angry at a level of respect i think parents and kids have the same level of respect for one another i don't think it's because your parents you must respect me but i don't have to respect you why the fuck should i respect you if you don't respect me so that's what this is it's her saying I know my parents would never be okay with me doing this in their home. Mm-hmm. They would feel so uncomfortable and so disrespected if I ever did this. And it just uh, they're also, doing like, it and it's, it's feeling weird. not respectful for me. And also this you are you so cherry picked and like selective listening for the call. So much of also what she was angry about was the fact that like her parents like will talk about sex, but then always go like, oh, well, she gets really uncomfortable. Like, don't make her feel awkward. She's like, well, I don't feel awkward. You're making me sound like a baby. Like I'm adult. Like the whole thing was, was weird. And it was that frustration and anger of the fact that like, she's not really allowed to talk about her own sex life. Like they're very weird about that, but they'll talk about their sex life and then comment on how uncomfortable it makes her. And then they'll hook up very loudly while they know she's home. And like, yeah, that's a level of respect. Like, Respect like your kids her mom the same way. Masturbating in the Airbnb. In the Airbnb next to like her dad was in the kitchen with her. And so she was in the in kitchen the with her dad. Mm-hmm. And then the mom was in another room masturbating. Yeah. Like like why would like the like, dad come on. Like, needs why? to leave and I feel say, like the parents hey, are like getting off on it or something. That's the part yeah. that I'm like that's weird. There's like even when you're like hooking up at I don't know, like somewhere like you don't like, want other people. Yo, like, you're, you're I'll, I'll be quieter. I'll always be quieter. Like just I mean, like, you know, this is a level of respect. It's, I'm wondering about this girl who has a six-year-old. Like, why is she so adamant about this? Does she have her kids like still sleeping in her room with <laughs> like, her or something? Like, like yeah. Uh, do you need like validation? I don't know. It yeah. just seems really weird. And also, your kid is six. We're talking about someone who's in their twenties, and that we're not talking. And also, like, if your kid was sexually active in your house loudly, would you enjoy that? <laughs> like, it just seems very strange. It doesn't seem like anyone on the planet Earth would be like, "Oh, this is cool." <laughs> like, no, I fucking hate the idea that I. I just really hate that like the parent deserves respect. And the kids are kids and get told what to do. Like, there, I, I fucking very, hate that. It's not weird. fair. It's not, it's, it's not fair at all. That being said, I'm so happy for your parents that they have a very happy, active sex life. Like, that's great. No one is going to hate on that. That's awesome. Especially if you've been together for like 500 years or whatever. Yeah. Do you, but just like in another, you know, soundproof room. And there's also a way to be sex positive without making your kid uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. Coming, I came from a far too sex positive but I also came from like a, a sex positive home but very similar to the original caller like very sex positive but not about me only about everybody them. else not about me Interesting. everybody else was allowed to have sex and it was not shameful everything was fine mm-hmm. but then it was also like very graphic very vocal and to a point where like you're making if you're making a kid uncomfortable that's like that it's too much you can bombard a kid it's like watching a, it's like literally making a kid watch a horror movie and then being like should we talk about this and explain it you're like wow no, too much no, too good. fucking fast why do you have to show me schindler's list to tell me about how grandma died <laughs> like i don't need to like and we don't need to associate death and then like let me show you this movie like that that it's just no i just can't imagine having your mom masturbating in another room while i know you're in the kitchen loudly with your dad. like if you're gonna do it just like just 
Go, yeah. like, turn on a faucet or something. Turn on some watch, tunes. Watch the, her be also the mom, though, who, like, turns the faucet on when she poops. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> not when she's masturbating. She's, like, moaning and shit. This is just so niche. But I'm I glad know. that you have this show to help people. People Me need too. you. Um, but apparently Karen doesn't. Karen's Karen and I'm happy for you Karen for uh getting getting all that dick in and I hope for you when your son turns 18 or whatever the age of consent is he fucks loudly in your house and you applaud him and thank him so much Karen's Karen's gonna be that's what I mean like that's like Karen's just like good job good job do you guys want a snack absolutely not oh well, oh my gosh. Wow. What a journey. I love how she didn't even come for us. She gave her the collar. And on behalf of the collar, we came for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like she has other things at hand going yeah. on in her personal life. Also, do you listen to this podcast with your children in the car? Oh, no. Probs. Oh, well. Your kid's first <laughs> word's going to be... other issue. Pussy. I mean, <laughs> they're six and three, so I think they're past first words. <laughs> I know. It's even more dangerous <laughs> at that age. They're, like, repeating full sentences. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so funny. That's it wow. for our episode. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, Joss, thank you for being on. Thank you for You're having always me. Always a joy to be around. Such a pleasure. As always, I want to encourage everyone watching to head right now over to Megan's vlog channel, which by the time this video goes live, sure as hell better be reinstated. Because if, if the so. powers that be, the people that are I a know. part of this journey cannot make it happen, no one then can. I don't know who can. No one can. Plug your shit. Where can people find oh, right. you? So I'm everywhere. Most recently on TikTok. I'm pretty Shut excited up. about it. Yeah. I hired Awful. a TikTok consultant um, last week, which is a Fiona? real thing. No, no, no. Her name is Steffi. She's 21 and she ticked and talked with me all day for four days oh my god very interesting journey so i am on the tiktok but you can also find me on youtube various places <laughs> literally i'm just sick of myself but you can google me jocelyn davis i'm, I'm everywhere check her out uh and if you guys want to be on an upcoming episode of the podcast you can leave us a message at 310-694-0976 international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com uh you can listen to our podcast anywhere ad free on stitcher premium uh watch it on youtube and uh also pre-order my book you're not special <gasps> Woo! Oh it's gosh. linked in the description Can't and it wait. comes out on may 5th yes then follow us on socials and then that's it right that's it. We're outie. Peace. Bye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.